We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It is week 18, always a crazy, impossible week in the NFL. But we're going to do our best to break it down, figure it out for you. All coming up next on the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Happy Friday morning, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, the Friday DFS version. I am Scott Jensen. Joined as always on Fridays by Ryan Belongi. If you could please rate and review the podcast, it does help us out a lot. I've enjoyed listening to us this year. Uh, we've reached week 18, which is always a really, really, really hard week in the NFL for a lot of reasons, which we will break down here. Uh, but more importantly, Ryan, uh, happy holidays, happy new year. How's everything with you? Yeah, uh, everything's good with me. Happy holidays to you as well. Uh, we missed you last week, but Nick filled in and did a nice job. Nice. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. This week, I don't know. You know, usually I like these weeks because, you know, there's some edge if you're willing to do the work and yep. figure out the motivation and who's going to play for how long and, you know, which backups do you want to play? Uh, th- so this week's similar, um, but, you know, I think we still have a lot of news to wait on maybe not a lot of news, but some significant stuff. Um, so I don't know, it'll be tough to give some, I guess, definitive takes, but I don't know. I have some ideas. What, what about you? Yeah. And it's weird. Cause it like, it, but halfway through last week, it didn't look like this week was going to be that bad. And then all of a sudden Philly lost. So the Niners game Niners didn't have to play for and neither does really just Philly. If Dallas is winning and we'll go through each game, but like then, and then the Rams got in cause somebody, cause Seattle lost and, you just like all these things, like these teams, we didn't think as many teams were going to have clinched as it was, but wild that neither, neither South division has been clinched yet. Like, it's just weird that, uh, it, it, that both South divisions are so bad. Like, it's just, you look at their, the top, top teams in East division, none of them come at conference, each name comes to the South. It's just kind of weird that you know, both Souths are, are bad at the same time, but it's the most unique week of the season. You know, I think that week one's always tough because we just don't know on a lot of things. But uh, this is a week where and it's not just guys sitting like those. Those are easy. Like, you know, Brock Purdy and Mahomes and and, and Matthew Stafford are sitting. That, that, that's easy. We talk about do we play the backups? Do we not? It's just the it's the guys like it's the teams that, you know, maybe guys play a quarter and then leave or, you know, good teams that have clinching a play. guys. like it sounds like Debo and Brandon are going to play for the Niners, but they're not going to play very long. Like Kyle's not going to leave them in very long without Brock, without CMC, without Trent, um, all that kind of stuff. But then you get teams that, you know, if they get way up, they're going to sit guys. Usually we talk about blowouts, but like Dallas this week, if they get way up, they're going to sit guys in a normal week. 
they get way up and maybe they run the ball a little bit, but guys are still in guys can still make plays, but you know, if Dallas is up, you know, 28 to three at halftime, like everybody's coming out. So, and if that happens, then everybody in Philly's coming out because they don't, they know that they, their game means nothing. So you get games that affect other ones. It's just wild. And then you get teams that don't have anything to play for that. Um, you know, maybe you just won't, don't want to sit guys or the, the real problem is if you get like one tweak, like if Jamar chase, like, tweaks his foot like he's not coming back in the game like it's just one of those things so it's uh there's a lot of different levels but further than just you know this guy sitting don't play him yeah and i guess some of this it ends up being a guessing game yeah. um I, I i counted eight teams eight out of 26 teams that have like real motivation that you know are going to be playing to win and right. should play their starters most of the game but you know one of those teams is dallas and you mentioned there's some risk there yep um, but they still look like one of the better spots uh, teams I didn't include, you mentioned the Eagles, like, you know, what do you do with the Eagles? What do you do with a, a team like the lions who don't really have much? They're kind of in that, that gray area. Um, yeah. so yeah, I mean, I'm going to try to focus on teams that are playing for something. Uh, I am sure that's what most people will do, but, uh, I don't know. I guess I don't know what any other way to do it. Yeah, so we got 13 games on the slate, six early, seven late. Probably the biggest late window we have of the year is because they were trying to get teams that affect each other play at the same time as best they can. Uh, off slate, we've got uh, two Saturday games, uh, Pittsburgh and Baltimore on Saturday. Baltimore sitting all their starters. Uh, Texans at the Colts on Saturday. And then Bills-Dolphins, the big, big game of the week, you know, winner Wednesday, AFC East. Uh, that's Sunday night, so those will be off the slate. And I wish Bills-Dolphins on a slate. It would be a fun little add in there, but those will be off. So, um Let's go through the games as we're doing uh, them before we get to players. We'll talk about like what, what teams are playing for. Um, I have them broken down by high totals. And when I say high totals, we're different than it used to be. I think we've kind of addressed that. I've, uh, I have high totals now over 45. That used to be over 50. I've changed that. Uh, medium totals before 40 and 50. And the low totals under 40. We have a game that's almost under 30 this week. It's, uh, it's pretty wild. But there's three games that are 45 and over. Um, run through those three first here. Seahawks at Cardinals, 47 and a half. Um, Seahawks need a win and a Green Bay loss to uh, make the wild card. The Cardinals are obviously long out. Uh, Vikings at Lions, 45 and a half. You mentioned the Lions are tough to figure out. They can get a two seed with a win, but Dally and Dallas and Philly both have to lose, which is you know, both big favorites. Uh, they're on the road, but both big favorites. Uh, they play before Dally and Dallas. I can't say Dallas and Philly. Dallas and Philly. Uh, they play before those two teams do, so at least they won't know what happens there. So if they want to go for it, it's not like you know Dallas and Philly being way up at halftime can mess them up. Uh, Vikings in that game can make the playoffs with a win, but they need Seattle and Green Bay to lose and one of Tampa Bay and New Orleans to lose. So it's kind of a tough road there. But, you know, you figure the Vikings will be playing their guys. And then Cowboys commanders is 45 and a half. Uh, Cowboys win and they win the NFC East and the two seeds. So big motivation there until they uh, can, can call off the dogs. And then uh, the commanders, they do uh, they do have something to play for. They lock up the two pick with a loss. So maybe uh, on, on the opposite side, uh, maybe Washington does not want to win this week. Because two big matters this year. Um, you know, there's probably two top quarterbacks, although, you know, Michael Penix uh, maybe thinks there should be three. Um, you know, Jaden Daniels maybe thinks there should be three. So who knows what happens in combine and, you know, workouts and stuff. But uh, the, the two pick matters this year. Those three games, uh, do you have a do you have a favorite? Do you have one you're going to be stacking? How do you kind of feel about these these high total games? Um, <clears throat> I think they all have merit. I kind of like, at first glance, I like the Seahawks-Cardinals uh, game. I still do. I mean, the Seahawks have everything to play for. Uh, it's got the highest total. It's most yep. likely to stay competitive. I mean, we've been targeting the Cardinals games all season. Their defense isn't very good. Um 
Yeah, so I, I like that game. I like some players in that game. DK Metcalf isn't going to be very popular. It seems like you know, Ooh, pretty good like, slate to take. I like to hear that. That's probably my favorite stack is uh, Gino, DK, and, and James Conner. Okay, nice. So we're we're on the same page here. Yeah, there's good plays on the Arizona side. You mentioned Connor. You can play McBride. You yep. can maybe take a chance on a receiver if you want. Uh, Kenneth Walker looks pretty good too. So yeah, I like that game. Like the Cowboys game too, though. Um, I mean, they have they just have sort of the top players at every position, at least from a ceiling standpoint. Um, I'm putting Dak in there over Hertz just because. I, I don't know about Philly. I think they could rest some guys down the stretch. Um, and CeeDee Lamb, obviously, probably going to be the most popular receiver, at least one of them, because you're going to be able to afford them because it's going to end up being a lot of value at running back and receiver. Yeah. I think pe- people are just going to jam CD in there. Um, but running it back, you know, Cowboys will be popular, I think. So running it back with Washington is a way to get different. Um don't mind taking another chance on McLaurin. He's been better lately. He has like, it, he has one incentive. I saw at least he needs like fifty-five or sixty receiving yards or something like that. Which is yeah, the uh, the, incenti- the incentives are a whole nother level to this week too, right? You got some people like you know three catches gets them a bunch of money, fifty yards. Like yeah. those are tough. Those are tough too. Like I know I see people like betting the over unders on those. Like I promise you, sportsbook know that know those too. So the adjusted lines, but yeah, those things. Uh, we saw it, uh, it was a couple years ago where I think Gronk was a million dollars for another catch and they put him back in the game for that and it threw the first class. Like, you get little things like that. Uh, like, Austin Echo needs 115 yards. Like, I don't think I'm, I don't know if I'm betting on that. Like, you get numbers that are so high. There's like, a, there's a couple CD Lamb numbers where he can, like, you know, he, he can pass Tyreek and that kind of thing. But yeah, you're right. It's uh, the thing with the Cowboys yeah. in this game is that if they get way up, it's because they put a bunch of stats up too. So, like, if I always say like you know, if they're twenty to three, they could bench everybody, but like they got to twenty eight to start with, so you know CD can score twice or whatever it is. So yeah, I get the, the the Cowboys. You know the theory is I don't think Washington pushed them enough to make this a true shootout, but maybe they blow out so much early that they kind of put up a bunch of stats in the first half. Yeah, and there, there doesn't seem there's not as many like true ceilings on this slate as we're used to. Um, we just don't have expensive quarterbacks to yep. play. Be- I mean, yeah, Hertz is there. I guess it's possible for Hertz too, but but still, like you know, no McCaffrey, no real receivers besides CD and Jefferson. Uh, the Lions, I guess. I was going to ask you. So, are, are we just are the Lions just full goal then? With you know playing before uh, the Cowboys and before the Eagles, and you know Dan Campbell's their coach. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> And the Dan Campbell's their coach is like the most important part of the thing. Like, you could tell he's like a, I'm not sitting guys. I'm going for like, I don't believe it. I think that, uh, you know, the odds that the Dallas and Philly both lose are so long. Um, I think he plays guys for a bit. I think maybe it's like a, maybe it's like a half and get guys out. But like if Goff and Amon are out there in the fourth quarter, like that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I get it. It's a football game. You want to try and win it. Once you get on the field, guys will try and win it, but man, I'm not, I'm not risking it. Playing the next week too. Like you're going to play, there's a good chance you play the Rams the next week. Like that's a real, like the legit round one game. It's not like, you know, teams are hoping you get Seattle or one of those teams, but like, if you get the Rams, I think that's a spot where you can't, you can't afford anybody out. Um, maybe Dan Campbell's just that guy that wants to win no matter what, but man, I, I, I think he sits guys in the second half. I, I mean, I tend to agree. Um, yeah. So just to touch back on the Seattle game, uh, there's not much for incentives this week. I mean, you mentioned like sometimes you'll get one or two where yeah you know they're really going to try for that one but 
Geno Smith makes two million if he if they make the playoffs. So I mean, not like they really needed extra that, motivation, but that's but that, that's, that's, that's pretty a, good. That's, that's a big one, jeez. That's a big one. Yeah. yeah. Baker Baker Mayfield has a similar one. Uh, they're playing for something too. Um, but you know, just just throwing that out there. Yeah, I mean, I think that you know, I think the Gino wants to make the playoffs either way, but you know, little little boost never hurt anybody. Yeah, that's um, not like two hundred fifty k, you know, right? Which is still nice, but two million. Yeah, two million is like no matter how much money you make, two million is two million. Like uh, the guys yeah. care about guys care about cashing that check for sure. Yeah, um, the game's in the middle range here. I'm gonna go like forty to forty five. We've got uh, Bears Packers uh, forty three and a half. Big big game for your Green Bay Packers. I think that uh, you get pretty fired up about. Uh, their win on Sunday night, uh, Jordan Love looked awesome and has looked awesome in the second half of the season. He has, you know, he has the third most touchdown pass in the NFL at thirty, and he's going to pass Brock. Brock's uh, Brock's one ahead of him. Brock's not playing. Dak's only two ahead of him. Like Jordan Love has a chance to lead the NFL in touchdown passes, which I think if I told you that in Week Six, you probably would have just logged off the podcast and then told me that uh, you don't want to do it anymore because I was crazy. Uh, but Packers are winning in. Uh, they get they go to the wild card with the end. They can also lose and get in, but like a bunch of teams have to lose, and that's probably not likely. They're they're a they're a winning in. They they need to win. Uh, the Bears are out, but I think the Bears uh, I think the Bears would love to play spoiler in this game. Big rivalry. You know, our Aaron Rodgers talked a lot of crap about the Bears for a lot of years. Um, I think they'd love to knock them out of the playoffs, and they already have the number one pick. So like that pick motivation's gone. Like they don't care about that. They, I don't think they care if they go down a couple picks with their other pick. They obviously have Carolina's picks. So they're picking number one overall. We've got uh, Eagles Giants is 42 and a half. Giants are obviously out. Eagles are win and a Cowboys loss for the NFC East. We talked about that before. Obviously, the Cowboys are a big favorite. Falcons Saints 41 and a half. Both teams playing with some motivation here. Um, Saints need a win and a Tampa Bay loss to win the NFC South. They can also uh, win and have a couple teams lose Green Bay and Seattle to make a wild card spot. So they're definitely playing hard. Falcons need a win and a Tampa Bay loss. Tampa Bay's playing Carolina uh, for the division also. And then that's 41 and a half. Then 40 and a half, we have the Rams Niners. Both teams have already said they're benching guys. Uh, both quarterbacks are sitting. Uh, the Niners are locked into the one seed. Love to hear that. Uh, Rams, I think I'm a little surprised they're not playing everybody because I think the six seed and seven seed actually matters this year. Uh, to me, I'd much rather go to Detroit than go to Dallas just because Dallas is so good at home. Um, but I get it. You know, if you don't have Stafford or Kyron or Aaron Donald, you're not going to beat any of those teams. So they're sitting everybody. Um, I imagine they will try and win just with their backup players. But I think they're going to play hard and try and win. Uh, any of these middle games that you really find yourself uh, liking more than maybe the other ones in the group? Um, <clears throat> yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. The Saints-Falcons matchup is interesting just because both teams, you know, can still make the playoffs. I just find that game so tough to stack. Uh, but you know, if somebody wanted to, I actually think it's a pretty good option because I don't think too many people, uh, are going to, but I, you know, I like some pieces from that game. And then same with Tampa, you know, they have a lot to play for. It's a low total though. And these Panthers haven't really been a good team to stack against, but maybe you can pick like one player on each side, you know, mini stacks from that game. Um, 49ers Rams, might get some popular popular value plays from that game. So I yeah. think people might end up being on that game. Like is is Elijah Mitchell gonna play? He's um, he's he has an illness, so um I think that probably, but like 
he's a guy that, I mean, if you want him healthy, like any, he, anytime he runs the ball, he's at risk of getting hurt. Like he's one of those guys that's always injured. Um, if I were them, I wouldn't play him more than, more than the first quarter either way. But, yeah. you know, especially with, with, with Christian McCaffrey, you know, had that, uh, the calf thing. He said he's fine, but like a little bit of a tweak, man, if I were them, I just feed Jordan Mason all day. Yeah. So I agree. And I think, uh, a lot of people will see it that way. So I think Jordan Mason will end up being like a pretty popular value play. Yeah. Uh, even Rivers for 4K starting for the Rams on the other side. Um, Carson Wentz is 4.5K. They have a min price tight end. Davis Allen, I think his yeah. name is. He actually looked pretty good with, yeah. with Higby out. Um, so, yeah, some pieces from that game I, I could see. Um, I don't know. What and about the- you? There's going to be some no-name guys who go off this weekend. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of trying to pick them. And there's going to be 30 no-name guys who don't go off. So, like, there's always that uh, the other side of that. Um, I jumped off for five seconds. I was grabbing something. But uh, did, you, did you talk about uh, Bears-Packers? Do you like that as a, as a – Yeah, as a, Bear, no. Okay. I, yeah, I didn't touch on Bears-Packers. Yeah, okay. no, I think that's probably one of – that's one of the better games to take a chance on stacking. Um, do, you, do you agree with me that the, the Bears are really going to go all out to win this game? Like, this is going to be a regular game for the Bears? Yes, I do. Yeah. They've they've been playing well lately. They have momentum. You know, Fields has been playing well. You know, he wants to play well, yeah. especially in the last game with all the talk about you know picking a quarterback over him and what's going to happen there. Uh, I think they just said the coach is coming back. So yeah, I mean, of course they want to spoil the, the Packers season here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then on the Packers side, obviously they have everything to play for. Um, and I think there's some interesting pieces there that aren't going to be that popular. Like I have some interest in Aaron Jones and he's not really going to be popular at all with just because just the other running backs that are priced around him and some of the cheaper guys that are going to be the really popular value. Um, Jaden Reed's interesting. Jordan loves interesting. Uh, Yeah. So I think that game is good to stack. Um, because uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to be too popular either. Do we know, uh, have you looked what the weather looks like in uh, Green Bay this time of year? Yeah, it's going to be cold. Um, cold cold is fine. Windy and snowing, not so fine, but cold is all right. Yeah, I think just cold. I'll have a look right now, but uh, yeah. Just, just put your arm outside. <laughs> How close are you to Green Bay? Uh, about an hour and a half drive. Uh, yeah, that's close enough. I, I, I trust, your, uh, I trust your, weather, uh, your weather deciding right there. Yeah, what what no weather's uh all good there. Don't right. really see just now that we're looking at it, this Jets New England game. Oh, have some oh, oh no, we're gonna have weather. <laughs> what are we gonna do with that? Cold, windy, and probably snow, gusts up to 30, 35. Not a good spot for the offense. There, there, there goes the uh, Bailey Zappy four hundred and fifty yard passing game I have projected. <laughs> Um, that's a good segue into the lower total games. I'm going to hit these real quick before we get some players. Uh, we got Jags, Titans, 39 and a half. Um, Jags motivated, uh, Titans not. Broncos, Raiders, 38 and a half. Both teams out. Uh, Bucks, Panthers, 37 and a half. Obviously, Bucks need a win to win the NFC South. Uh, Panthers long out. Uh, Browns, Bengals, 37 and a half. Browns are benching Joe Flacco. Did you ever think we get to a point in 2023 where Joe Flacco was getting benched as a starter because they had clinched a playoff spot? Yeah, if you're saying, if you say, if you say yes to that, you are a liar. Uh, locked in the five seed. Bengals are obviously out. Uh, Chiefs Chargers, 35 and a half. Chiefs are locked in the three seed. Sitting Patrick Mahomes. I imagine many others. Uh, Travis Kelsey has an incentive. I think he needs like 18 yards to get to 1,000 or whatever it is. There's something there. I think he's going to be quick play, uh, first drive and out. Chargers obviously out of the playoffs. 
And then Jets Patriots, you mentioned, uh, sounds like bad weather. Uh, the total is 30 and a half. Um, Jets and Pats, obviously both out. There's, there are, there's a piece in that game that needs to be really popular. We'll get to in a second. But uh, uh, I assume none of these games you're super fired up about, like them going way over the total or anything. No. Um, like pieces here and there, but nobody like, oh, I think this game's way underpriced or something like that. Well, the Jags you mentioned have have all the motivation. Yeah. Um, so it, is Christian Kirk going to play? Because, you know, DraftKings has priced him at 3000 uh, And he returned to practice the last couple days. You're right, because so, he was I – mean, like, there was a lot of talk he was just done for the year. Wow, yeah, why like – Why would they put him at 3000 Yeah, so I, yeah, I think they just thought he was done for the year. Like, he wasn't right. supposed to come back, but – they opened his window. He's pra- yeah. He practiced yesterday and the day before. So, I mean, it's he seems to be trending towards playing. Uh, I, you know, I haven't heard anything, but he's 3,000. So, I, you know, I would assume he'd be pretty popular. Yeah. I What I read, I think, to open the window, I don't – my guess is not he's not going to play. But, yeah, okay. you're right. I mean, that's uh, – if he gets to 3,000 and he's, like, active, I think that's, like, the biggest slam dunk of the week, right? Yeah, but maybe he just – maybe he doesn't play. Like you said, I don't know. Um, I mean, maybe they called, I'm too, maybe they, I'm too optimistic. You know, they called him day to day. He said it's a long process, a short period of time. We'll have to see what's at the end of the week. Um, my guess would be no, but that's like that's one you better check like uh, Sunday and get reports because yeah, three thousand. Um, like he's active. You're just playing him, right? Right. Like he, right. Like even if he's going to play half the snaps, I don't know. He's three thousand. You know, so and right. just something give to keep me, an like, eye on six targets for Christian Kirk at 3000. It's like the, it's the biggest slam dunk of the week. Right. And a, you know, pretty good matchup where they need to win. That's weird. Why wouldn't you just leave him at like 5,000 and in case he plays, so they just, no, that's a, sure. that's a, that's a good, that's a good call there. I do like some, uh, some Jaguar pieces too, but let's get into players. Uh, first note from our, our sponsors at smash up fantasy sports. Are you one of the many fans who are not ready for the fantasy season to end? Then you have to play smash up fantasy sports, the fastest growing free game. In Smash Up, your traditional fantasy team gets supercharged by Smash cards, which are like video game power-ups that you pick to boost the scores of your players or even your entire team. Think your kicker is going to have a big game? Then choose big card, choose a card like Big Kick Energy to power them up. Are you starting Justin Fields? Then play Scramble Spikes to score more from his running. Pair the cool video game-like visuals. Smash Up is the biggest innovation in fantasy sports in a very long time and really feels like it was designed for sports fans. And here's the best part. You can play for free and win fantastic prizes. No credit card needed. No hidden fees. All users receive three entries per week, but with our code ROTOWIRE, you'll unlock a fourth entry every week through the Super Bowl. If you use our promo code or join the group ROTOWIRE from your profile, you can play against us in a private tournament for a chance to win a free ROTOWIRE fantasy football subscription. Enter now at smashupsports.com and join the future of fantasy sports. Uh, I have played around the site a little bit. It does, uh, does seem really fun, so definitely uh, definitely click that one. Uh, that's smashupfantasysports.com. Uh, let's jump into quarterbacks. Uh, we've got uh, – we talked a little bit about Geno Smith. I like that one, but uh, tell me who you're playing this week. I kind of see it as like Fields, Love, Geno, or Dak among the like name, bigger, more expensive guys, and then kind of, uh, kind of punt down if you want someone cheap. But tell me how you feel about quarterback because I could see it going a lot of different ways this week. Yeah, I think I feel similar to you, the guys you named. Um, I'll start for cash games. For cash games, I think there are two that are going to be the most popular. Geno Smith, you mentioned, uh, 6,100. We talked about him a little bit. And Nick Mullins, 5,100. Right. 
uh, Vikings needing to win. People, uh, people like playing Mullins, you know, and, and he hasn't let anybody down yet. Um, so I think this is pr- a pretty good spot. Um, if you wanted to pay up, yeah, I could throw in, throw in some more guys. Dak is in play. If, if, if you end up getting crazy value, like Christian Kirk and other guys, you could see just going up to Dak in cash yep. just because you can. Um, you can also play Fields, uh, Jordan Love. I think those are the guys I'm looking at mostly. Um, let's let's talk so. about the, the Green Bay Chicago game. Then. You mentioned Fields and Love. Um, Fields has been balling. He's been uh, quarterback uh, top three, quarterback three last week, and he's been top five three of the last four weeks, which is wild. He doesn't have multiple touchdown passes in a game since week five. It's wild what he's done. But you know, that, that uh, those rush yards are such a nice floor. He's over 40 yards in five of six. He scored in the last three of the last four. He has struggled against Green Bay in the past. I think he's 0-5 against them. So that, uh, you know, may, they, they seem like they play him smartly, kind of passively. They just kind of lay back and, and keep him in the pocket, kind of like the Niners did with Jalen Hurts a couple weeks ago. Like, all right, just sit there and beat us. And, you know, Fields has showed he could do that a little bit uh, more than I think we thought, but uh, they, they do tend to play him pretty smart. And then Love, you know, awesome game on Sunday night. He was so good. Three touchdowns. I rushed TD. I actually had a league where I needed him to, like, that, like 20-something points to win, and he, he got there easily, which it was nice to uh, – Nice to have that on Sunday night on, on New Year's Eve. Uh, nine touchdowns the last three weeks. He's a top 12 quarterback in six of the last seven games. Uh, multiple touchdowns in seven to eight. The stats just kind of kind of rack up. I mentioned he's almost leading the league in touchdown passes. Um, Bears D's been pretty good in the second half. They're a different team in the second half that you mentioned. They've been playing well. Uh, do you have a preference between the two? How do you feel about uh, Fields versus Love? Yeah, my preference would probably be Fields. Uh, it's tough to know who to stack him with, though. You mentioned more struggles. I'm not sure I'd want to stack him with more. I put a little stock into Jair Alexander finally coming back in healthy. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not a real big fan of this guy, but, you know, when he's healthy, he's he's still one of the better cornerbacks in the league. You don't, you don't uh, like the you don't like the taking the initiative and going to call the coin toss? I, I don't, no, I didn't like that. I, was I That know. was one of the weirder stories of the whole year. That was so that, that Very weird. And then just obviously his interview or his afterward yeah. was weird as well. Yeah, um, it was. I don't know. And, you know, DJ Moore up to 7K now. Um, yeah. I do like Fields, though. Yeah. Um, and I would – so then, my, you know, my next instinct would be to pair him with Komet. Um, but that – Knee injury worries me a little. I mean, he was active last week and barely played, didn't see a target. Yep. Um, so that's kind of a tough click, too. Um, on the other side, Jordan Love, you know, I'm not sure, you know, I've flipped on a guy more so than Jordan Love. The start of the season, after six, seven weeks or so, he looked like he was clearly not the guy. I mean, yep. like I was just pretty much done with him. And then he's looked great. Yeah, you know, he t- he looks like, the guy like who for yep. sure has a future and that, you know, uh, like, that ball that that post to Jaden Reed last week was sweet yeah so oh that was sweet so yeah. it, it's been very impressive to see um so you know I just as a Packer fan maybe, maybe I would take a chance on love before fields they, I think uh, they're both good plays though are they gonna win this week mm, uh, that didn't sound look, that didn't sound confident so I I think so but you sound, you sound like me. You sound like me every time the Warriors have a fifteen-point lead in the fourth quarter. Yeah, part of it is that I like the Bears. I've sort of, I've been on the Bears recently. I'm, yeah. I'm a Fields guy, so like, it, yeah, yeah, I, I like the Packers, but I like the Bears too. I think I think it's a tough game. 
Um, it's the uh, I think it's the best game to watch aside from from Bills Dolphins on Sunday. I think it's gonna be a really fun game to watch. Me too. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, we uh, yeah. I, I, we mentioned Gino, uh, top 15 quarterback the last three weeks, really playing well. I think the question here is, can Arizona push them a little bit? I think we would have said no a while ago, but you look at Arizona, like they ran the ball really well against the 49ers and that game against the Eagles. I was watching the game with some friends. I'm like, dude, the, the, the Cardinals are killing the Eagles right now. They're like, what do you mean? It's the 21 to six, whatever it was. I'm like, yeah, well, Kyler threw a hundred yard picks. But you look at the stats, you look at the time of possession, you look at the yards, like, Philly couldn't stop them. And at the end of the game, like they needed to get a stop, couldn't get a stop. Uh, Arizona offense is playing a little bit right now. So I think that I think they can push Geno and, and, the, and the Seahawks a little bit. Arizona can't pressure the quarterback, which is the key with Geno. Like he's so much better with a clean pocket than he is under pressure. Some guys, you know, kind of adapt well and, and roll out and make plays. And Geno's just a guy that like likes a clean pocket. He's so much better. He's not pressured. Um, I really like Geno this week at 61. I think it kind of all the game lines up well. The opponent lines up well. I think everything pretty li- and he's got three good receivers. I think it lines up really well for Chino this week. I do too. I think you broke it down perfectly. Um, the Seahawks defense hasn't been able to get off the field either. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I do think Arizona can hang around. Seahawks defense hasn't been able to stop anybody on the ground either. They got crushed last week by the Steelers. They've given up big totals in like six straight weeks. Um, so yeah, I think it'll end up being a good spot for Geno, uh, like DK Metcalf at lowish ownership um can you uh can you can you get behind Kyler murray as a quarterback play at all based on what we're saying yeah i was thinking about it i i think i don't think i'll do it but i think it's fine um i you know i wouldn't be surprised at all to see the arizona and seattle season here with a big game from kyler uh so yeah no i think that's okay i don't think i'll get there um they the, seem uh, they seem well coached and like they play hard too, which I think matters in like these week eighteen things. I think that uh, I think that Jen, was Jonathan Gannon, I think his name is, um, mm-hmm. has really like they're, they're bad and they they've been bad. And they've had some bad stretches, but like it seems like they they're playing hard. They played really hard last week against Philly. And I think he's a pretty good coach. Yeah, I do too. Um, I'm just thinking more about that playing Kyler. Yeah, you know, kind of warming to it because makes. You know, you can play Kenneth Walker on the other side. You can yep. stack that game either way, and it yep. works really well. Yeah, I mean, it is the highest total game, so I think that people are going to kind of play with a lot of pieces in that game. But I think that it can it can work from either side. I tend to uh, I tend to really like Geno Metcalf and James Conner coming back. With you mentioned Seattle struggles against the run, uh, probably my favorite stack of the week. Probably both like go with on my main team, but um, you you could you could you could go the other way. I think there needs to be points in this game uh, for sure. Um, what about the cheap quarterbacks? We've got a lot of guys, you know, obviously a lot of backups playing this week. We've got, uh, you know, Jake Browning is 5,700. Uh, you know, Zach Taylor said that since he wants to win, I'm not sure. I totally buy it. Um, I don't know if they'll push Higgins or Jamar Chase at all this week. Uh, Tyrod is 5,300. Uh, people played him last week. He had a pretty good game, uh, 319 yards and a touchdown against the Rams had 40 yards rushing too, which obviously, you know, builds the floor nicely. Um, you know, maybe Eagles take the foot off the gas so that he Dallas is ahead and, you know, take some guys out. You mentioned Nick Mullins down here at 5,100, um, you know, turnover prone, but kind of who cares for our game. Throwed for 303 and 411 yards in his two starts. Uh, Detroit has been really bad against the pass like the last 10 weeks, like almost a nine YPA against the pass. Uh, Easton Stick is down here against Kansas City backups. I think I'd play Mullins and Taylor before that. But do you have a, do you have a favorite cheap guy? Is it Mullins? Probably Mullins. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know he'll be the most popular, but it just seems like the best play in the range, especially if you want to play Justin Jefferson, which yep. I do. I wouldn't worry too much. I wouldn't worry really about 
the other pieces in that game, I would just want to play Mullins and Jefferson. Yeah, you can make an argument for Addison. Oh, maybe throw the tight end in there too. They yeah, the Johnny Johnny Munt, right? Yeah, Johnny Munt. Uh, I don't want to forget about him. Running back with the Lions, though, that's tough. You mentioned we don't really know what we're going to do uh, or what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess it's fine. I don't know who I would take a chance on, though. Maybe Gibbs, maybe St. Brown. I, tough, though. Um, it, it is. I just like it, it's hard to trust Gibbs, Montgomery in normal weeks. And then you get this week on top of it, and you know, you could see Craig Reynolds get some care. Like, it's just, uh, I think it's going to be a frustrating. Right. I, I just think that for all his talk, I think Campbell has to probably take it easy on some some big name guys. I do too. I was thinking maybe, you know, we rest the the veteran Montgomery who we've leaned on so much and just showcase Gibbs a little because people have been clamoring for it. But, you know, that's just, that's wishful thinking, you know? Um, You know, I don't know that I would do it, but I think, you know, Carson Wentz is 4,500 and his tight end is (laughs) 2,500. So pair them with like Jordan Mason who's 46 or whatever he is. And then play just everybody. Play all the, yeah. Just play yeah. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And Go uh, Je- Jeffrey Jefferson and CD. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Yeah. And you know, maybe you, you get a, you know, you get a one yard rushing touchdown from Wentz and then he throws one to Allen and then, you know, your other guys go off. It's not the craziest thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think that, you know, in football, it's hard. You can't like, everybody's like, Oh, bench everybody. You can't just basically roster size. You can only have seven inactives. You only have 46 guys that are active. Like, you can't bench everybody, but, like, Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner, Bosa, Hargrave, like, those guys aren't playing in the second half. Like, you're yeah. about, you want to talk about Wentz and the Rams. Like, the big-name guys, Traverius Ward, like, the big-name guys are not playing in the second half of that game. And and what about uh, – what's going to happen with Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle? First first quarter, first 20 minutes and out. Right. Okay, that's what I – yeah. I see, like, guys like Ronnie Bell. Is that yeah. his name? Ronnie and, Bell. Uh, and – Chris Conley, like projecting well, you know, they're three K these guys. So yeah. I don't know, you know, there, there's chances to take there. If, it, if I, mean, I think, I think Donald's going to want to fling it too. Like, I don't think Donald's going to be in there to like hand the ball off. Like we talk about, you know, riding Justin Mason, but I think that, uh, it, I think Donald, like really he's playing for a and, contract next yeah. year. Like you see guys that we, we get the famous Matt Flynn contract of a hundred years ago. But like, if Sam Donald looks really good in week 18, that actually affects what happens to him next year. Yeah, and he actually can. He's actually capable. I yeah. mean, even when he came in the other week, he just already looked like one of the best backup quarterbacks in the league. <laughs> Man, he was just firing the ball around too. Like, yeah, yeah. Overthrowing guys. Th- like, all of a sudden, you're like, wow, this guy really has an arm. And we knew that. But um, I think he, like, it's a, you talk about personal motivation. There's no incentives there. But like, Sam Darnold with a, with a, with a game where he looks like a quarterback, like, actually might get signed somewhere to start next year. Like, it is a big game for him. Yep. So I guess, you know, I wouldn't mind somebody playing Darnold either. It's just so tough to decide who to pair him yeah, with. It is. And I just, I mean, all his weapons are going to be gone like in the middle, start of the second quarter, middle of the second quarter. So it's, it's just, maybe you don't out. pair him with anybody. You know, he throws yeah. a touchdown to each one of those guys and they leave the game and yeah. Darnold it, still smashes. There's a chance that Juwan Jennings is back and, you know, he's missed a couple of games with the concussion. Maybe they want to get him, you know, knock the rust off a little bit so he could play a little bit. It's just really hard to predict. Um, lastly, before we jump off quarterbacks, um, <clears throat> Hertz and Dak. Hertz is eighty one hundred. Dak's eight thousand. Um, I'd probably lean more Dak just by their, you know, who they're playing against, how they've been playing. Um, but you know, if, if if Washington like weirdly scores a couple times and keeps Dallas in that game, you know, Jalen Hurts at the Giants, he can always work. He's uh, he always can get two or three rushing touchdowns. 
Um, I think I would lean if I'm a playing expensive guy, I think I'd lean Dak because I think that you know they're gonna have to get up to to try they want to end that game as quickly as possible. Um, I'd probably go Dak based on matchup, but uh do you have a strong do you have a preference between the two or are you just not playing either one of them? No, I, I have a preference. Yeah, I like Dak. I, yeah. I think I am gonna play some Dak. Okay. Um I mean I'm pretty confident that they're gonna go hard for three quarters for sure, or at least until they hit 35 points. Yeah. Uh, it's an NFL game, you're like up 17, you're not taking them out yet, right? Right. And yeah. there's just there's not a lot of guys with massive ceilings on this slate and they yep. could still do it in three quarters or whatever. Maybe they get pushed. You never know. Um, yep. And then, then it'd be a great spot. Yeah. I mean, you get a, um, you get a fumble six, a pick six, a kickoff return for a touchdown. There's a lot of ways where teams can hang in games. Like there's going to be some, some low owned Washington guys that I don't mind taking a shot on either. So that influences me. Like I, I, I think McLaurin's interesting. Uh, if, if Curtis Samuel missed, uh, I would maybe take a shot on Dotson. I mean, just these guys aren't going to be played. Even like Brian Robinson, going to be like 1% owned or something. Um, the Bills ran for 266 yards on the Cowboys. What if, you know, you know Robinson scores the first touchdown of the game? Uh-oh, now game on, you know? Yeah, I think Washington's a big, like, check the news on Sunday. There, There's been some rumblings that they may sit some veteran guys too. So I, I want to make sure that they're going to play. As long as I see some quotes like, we're really trying to win this game. I'm good. But, like, there have been some rumblings. That I saw some stuff on Twitter yesterday about, like, maybe Washington sits a couple of those veteran guys. It doesn't, uh, doesn't push them very hard. So, I want to – I do want to check into point. that. But I do like those plays as long as, like, I think – I don't know. I think that once they get in the field, they're going to try. They'd love to beat the Cowboys. They would love to win that game. So, uh, but let's jump into other positions. We hit quarterback a bunch. First note from our sponsors at Circa. Get ready for the ultimate big game parties at Circa Resort and Casino. Super Sundays in Las Vegas this year. Watch the big game poolside at Stadium Swims. Big game viewing party, massive screen, booming game sound, and a view of the pyrotechnic and visual effects throughout the game. Snag the best seat in the sun with day beds, poolside boxes, cabanas, and more. Or touchdown at the world's largest sportsbook, Circa Sports, for the big game bash. Three stories of football glory featuring a 78 million pixel screen. Book your seat with a variety of reservation options, including bottle service, open bar, stadium style food, and more. Don't miss these legendary viewing experiences on February 11th. The big game parties only at Circa Resort and Casino. Reserve today at CircleLasVegas.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Um, so it's uh, running backs. We mentioned there's some value here, but let's hit the expensive guys first. I think there's three guys in the seven thousands who people will will look at. Uh, Rashad White uh, in a game Tampa has to win seventy six hundred against uh, at Carolina should be a good game script. Should be a good matchup there. Travis Etienne kind of uh, you know emerged from the from the depths of the of the sea last week. Had a good game seventy three hundred. Uh, you know Trevor Lawrence likely going to play this week at Tennessee. They've got to win that game too. And then Brees Hall is the one guy from this Jets Patriots game like. Um, you know, that game looks awful, but he's 7,200. He has 25 targets the last two weeks. He has eight plus targets in five of six weeks. A wild stat. Uh, New England's really tough to run the ball against, but they allow receivers to catch the ball. And man, he's like the most popular target on that team. So there's just a lot of targets, especially in DraftKings. You get full PPR. Um, who do you like in this range? I, I assume it's one of those three guys, but uh, who do you find yourself playing this week? Yeah, I think I'd probably have the most interest in Brees. Um, just like you mentioned, he's been, he's been catching so many passes. We just said there's going to be bad weather in that game, so you can't really see them throwing it down the field. It's not like they really can anyways. I was going to say, yeah, the, the quarterback limits that anyway. Right. Um, you know, and I don't think Brees is going to be that popular either. So, yeah, I I do like him. Um, Rashad White just makes sense from the standpoint that Tampa need this game and you'd expect them to get a lead and then just – you know, have White close it out. Um, so that makes sense. Etienne, I'll pr- I probably won't play him. Um, I get it, but I don't think it's the greatest matchup. I think he got lucky to get there last week. He had a long run and yeah, I forget what else. But um, yeah, I don't know. That's just my lean. I, Brees, you know, I'm not sure. I think I'll just, I'm not sure I'll be in this range too much as it is. I like some 6K guys and maybe even some cheaper guys. So I do, but I think that's kind of how most people are going to feel. So I don't think really any of those seven K guys get played too much. 
which does make them big or good tournament plays. Yeah, like I, I could see Rashad White being less than 10% owned. Wow. Uh, I love that. Brees maybe 15 or so. With, you know, so I think it makes sense to take a chance on either of those guys. Yeah, I really like Rashad White this week. Uh, I think I can get behind Brees too with the targets, but I just don't know if I want to even touch that game. But, uh, you know, Rashad White, like Tampa needs, needs to win this game. It's a good, uh, good setup. They're favored. Um, you know, last week was his first quiet game in a while. He had only 66 yards and he fumbled. But, man, Carolina's allowed 25 touchdowns to running backs this year to lead the league. Uh, both Green Bay and Jacksonville ran against them well. When it was, we mentioned ATN kind of rising to the depths. Like, it was because he faced Carolina. Like, I just think the matchup really works. Um, 7600, I think, will scare people away. Like you mentioned, there's a lot of value running back this week. I think that uh, I think Rashad White somebody I'm definitely going to uh, to play some of. At 7600, I think that uh, it really works well. and The setup is just perfect. And they have to win. There's no taking him out. Um, you know, unless they get way, way up, but man, they're going to, they got to do everything they can to win the division here. Yeah. Maybe running back is the place to try to separate yourself this week. Um, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned like you a lot of guys, a lot, a lot of guys in the six K range. Uh, we talked about James Connor. I think you like Aaron Jones. Uh, who else do you like in here? There's a, there's a bunch of names in this range. There are, you know, the 7,000, there are not many 6,000. There's guys up and down this range. I won't read them all, but they're between, between 6,000 and 7,000. There's a bunch of names in here. Who do who do you find yourself uh, going towards? Um, so I think Tony Pollard is going to be kind of popular. I was gonna, I, but, I almost I almost let off the segment with sell me on Tony Tony Pollard. Yeah, I but I'm I'm not really going to sell you on him actually. Okay. Um, I think Rico Dowdle's back healthy now, and that just kind of throws another wrench in there. And you know, if if Pollard's going to be popular, I'll just get off of him in tournaments. Uh, he, he might end up being a cash play i guess i'd be okay with that but you know there's a lot of running backs in this range uh kenneth walker looks pretty good for 6500 he's not going to be that popular either i don't think just uh because there's some cheaper guys below him he's carrying that injury he got injured last game so i kind of like taking a shot on in tournaments on walker like james connor i'm with you um zamir white would project well if jacobs is out again ezekiel elliott uh for 5,900 on the opposite side of that uh, Jets Patriots game, Brees Hall game. I don't you can see it being a good spot for Zeke. You're just getting a lot of touches, maybe even some catches. Um, yeah, I don't know. Does someone stand out for you in this? And, oh, Aaron Jones. Yeah. So I don't think anybody's going to play Aaron Jones because they're just going to play the, all the guys I mentioned above yep. and below him. So for that reason, I'm kind of interested in taking a chance on him. I shouldn't say nobody's going to play him, but he's going to be like 10% owned probably. Um, and yeah, I just AJ Dillon's banged up. First time in a while that uh, Aaron Jones doesn't carry injury designation. Biggest game of the the season for the Packers. I mean, if if things go the Packers' way, Aaron Jones will get a lot of touches. I mean, that's what they want to do. The Tony Pollard thing's the hardest part for me in this range. Like he's just not been good. He has he has one hundred yard game in the last ten games, but it was against Washington, who they play this week. So I guess there's that. I obviously watched the game last week. The Niners watched like Washington can't stop the run. Like they, I mean, they brought in Elijah Mitchell. And he was like six yards a carry. Like every play was six, seven yards. Um, you know, they got the, you hope they stay close. Cause I think that if they get up, like they're just going to, there's no like run out the fourth quarter with Tony Pollard. I think they would take him out if they're way up, but you could just see a week where Tony Pollard goes off and everybody in season long leagues is frustrated because they, it doesn't matter this week. Cause obviously season long leagues are over, but you could all, yeah, I could think you could see that. It's a, Strictly a random narrative, but you could just see that happening where everybody's like, oh my God, finally, Tony Pollard has 160 yards and two touchdowns when I can't play him. But 
Uh, kind of same with Bijan Robinson. He's 6,600. I just, I, I, fewer than 20 touches the last four games. I'm just tired of, I don't want to watch Arthur Smith. I don't want to deal with it. I just, I think I'll stay away there. You know, Tyler Al- Algier had two touch, two long touchdowns the last couple of weeks. So um, same with Saquon. Like, I think the touches will be there. I think the Giants will want to, um, you know, he still had 88% of the running back touches last week, even though they're done. But like, I don't know if I want to mess with that, uh, that, that spot either, 6,900. So I think I agree with you. I think that, uh, uh, Pollard and Walker. I like Aaron Jones too. So Chicago's good against the run, but I think that uh, you know AJ Dillon, like you mentioned, banged up. Jones has 120 plus rushing yards each last two weeks. I think he's really coming on strong. And then I love Connor. I mean, four straight top 12 running backs weeks. Seattle's brutal against the run. Five yards of carry the last six weeks. Uh, you know that Tony Pollard is a uh, or James Connor has over 100 yards in three or four. He's fifth in the NFL in yards per carry. So it's not like he's just getting the ball 30 times. Like he's actually like he's a bunch of 10 yard runs. Uh, you know, double-digit yard runs. It's just uh, he's looked really good. Like I, then I it's the Niners. I was like, oh my god, this is like old school James Conner. Uh, then you mentioned Zamir White. I think I don't think Jacobs is going to play. I don't know why they'd play him. I know he wants to play. I know the Raiders are trying to be tough and want to get Antonio Pierce that job. But it, it'd be weird to me if he didn't practice all week and then suddenly played. So that uh, that works because the Denver run D is brutal. Also, yeah, I, I talked I talked my friend out of playing James Conner last week. Sort of sort of chastised him for considering it and he, are you guys uh, are you guys are you guys still friends <laughs> yeah um you know connor's looked great though it was a sweet one-handed catch too yeah that was um what i had said was i was worried because he'd been playing less snaps and they'd been taking him out on passing downs but yeah no i'm not too worried about connor anymore like 20 plus fantasy points in three of the last four and yep. he's you know one of those like, you know, he wants to end the season on a high a veteran like that who was injured at the start of the season. He's got yeah. some momentum going. It's a good spot against Seattle. Their run defense hasn't been able to stop anybody. So, yeah, I really like Connor here. Yeah, and he's, uh, I guess he has, he's signed for one more year, but they have like, I think there's an opt out in Connor. So I don't think Seattle cares about, you know, using him or saving him or arresting him or anything. They're just going to play him. Yeah, I you think so too. Uh, you mentioned value at running back. Uh, tell yeah. me who you like down here. Let's go on in the fives and even the fours this week. Uh, what? Uh, where do you find yourself uh, going with this? Uh, you know, there's a lot of names you could find yourself playing. Yeah, so gonna have to th- wait on some news. Like, yeah. like is Jerome Ford gonna play? Uh, I just I don't know why they would risk him more than you know a few I plays. Don't either. I, I, so, I, you're looking at Pierre Strong. Yeah, I think you know. Watch for Ford to maybe even get ruled out at some point before the game. And, you know, Kareem Hunt is injured and a veteran. You know they're going to rest him pretty much anyways. Pierre Strong at 4K. Yeah, I think he might have he would emerge as a really popular play. You probably play him in cash games for sure. Jordan Mason just above that. We've talked about for forty six hundred. I think that's going to be a popular spot for value. If we got any kind of news on Eli Mitchell, any kind of news that he wasn't going to play much or not even going to play, then Mason would end up being the most popular running yep. back on the slate. Um, and then Ronnie Rivers, I guess, is 4K in that same game, probably going to get most of the work for for the Rams. That seems okay. I don't know. Did I did I miss anyone? Those three guys sort of I, stood out the most right I, now. I think the other one is um, – there's actually two. There's one – like we mentioned that we think Kenneth Walker is going to play. Um, if he doesn't, Zach Charbonnet would definitely be a play at, at 5,000. I think that kind of goes in a uh, – goes into like a pretty much your – if he's if he's like out-out, I think you play Charbonnet pretty easily in that game, uh, especially against Arizona. So that, that becomes – but I, I think Walker's going to play. 
The other one for me, if if Alvin Kamara sits, um, you know, I think they're gonna. Yeah, he's obviously that's a big game for the Saints. He's obviously trying to play, but if he sits, um, Jamal Williams had twenty three touches last week. Um, Atlanta allowed zero rush touchdowns the first fourteen weeks. We talked about that a lot, but they have three the last two games. Bears running backs had like one hundred forty five yards last week. I think Jamal Williams, uh, the ghost of you know, he's gonna get goal line carries if he's in there. Uh, it was weird, like they once Kamara got hurt. Uh, what's his name? I can't think of the what. I'm blanking. What's the tight end's name that plays? Juwan Johnson. Juwan Johnson. No, the the backup Taysom, tight end. Taysom Hill. There you go. Taysom Hill only had I think, <laughs> I think only had like two carries after Kamara left. It was very weird that like you're like, oh, Kamara's hurt. Like it's gonna be Taysom Hill all the time, and he really wasn't. He like played kind of his normal, you know, every once in a while here. But uh, they get Jamal Williams 23 touches. Uh, I think that uh, I think the Kamara and Kenneth Walker are like news stories. Like if they both if they sit, I think both those guys become plays pretty quick. If not, I think everybody will go down to Mason. Like you mentioned, Rodney Rivers, like. Yeah, Kyron's not playing. The Niners aren't going to play their goes as up front. I think they could, you know, for 4,000, like a starting running back always can work. Yeah, a starting running back for 4,000 against mostly backups probably yeah. for, you know, at least half the game seems fine. Yeah, I think so too. So that's uh, there's certainly some news there. Uh, but like you said, there's a lot of choices, a lot of choices in the low sixes, a choice in the fives. Um, you can even play Chuba Hubbard if you wanted to. I just, I, I, I worry there because they're going to be probably going to be trailing Tampa Bay. Um, he only had 11 carries last week. Maybe he's wearing down a little bit. Um, I probably would like to some of these other guys more if, uh, if the, if the injury situation worked themselves out. Yeah. I worry about that one too. Yeah. You know, we wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised to see Miles Sanders get a little more involved. Yeah. Um, let's jump into receivers. Uh, first note from our sponsor that odds are, are you ready to revolutionize your sports betting approach? Begin with a two-week free trial at oddsr.com. That's O-D-D-S-R.com, where cutting-edge AI technology sharpens your edge in the betting game. Benefit from our, troop, our proven two-year track record, boosting a 60% accuracy rate and an impressive 10% ROI. The Odds R AI meticulously sifts through extensive data to reveal high-value, green-value plays, guiding you towards smarter betting decisions. And just about the numbers, the Odds R app is exceptionally user-friendly, crafted to be your go-to betting advisor right at your fingertips. Jumpstart your journey to betting smarter and more successfully. Visit Simply visit the iOS or Google Play Store, download the Odds Are app, and step into a world of confident betting. Your path to a more strategic betting experience starts with our two-week free trial. Download today, where smart strategy triumphs over luck. So it's weird in a week where we have a lot of running back value. We don't have a lot of high quarterbacks. There are a lot of expensive receivers this week. CeeDee Lamb's 9,300. A.J. Brown, 87. Uh, Amon Ra, 86. Justin Jefferson, 85. Devontae Adams off a huge game of 7,900. And they got some other guys in the low seven. You got Mike Evans, Jamar Chase, DJ Moore, Metcalf. There's a lot of receivers, a lot of big name guys this week. Um, I think your answer is going to be Justin Jefferson, but who the heck are you playing in this? Uh, it, let's go over 8,000 first. Yeah, definitely playing Jefferson. Me too. Um, so that's, yeah, that's a Nick. Pretty... Uh, Nick Mullins likes to throw it to Jefferson. Yes. And, you know, Hawkinson's out and yeah, it's just not much of a running game. Yeah, it's a, it looks like a great spot for Jefferson. So really like him. Uh, really like CD Lamb. Um, I think that's how most people will think, which I, I think too. makes uh AJ Brown an interesting tournament play. Um, he hasn't done it in a while, but he can he can smash in three quarters. We've seen yep. him, we've seen him do it a bunch of times. Um, and Devontae Smith hasn't practiced yet too. Like there, may, he might be right. the only he might be the only big uh, big big guy out there. Right, yeah. Devontae Smith was in a boot or something yeah. uh, after the game and hasn't practiced yet. D- Devontae Adams, I don't know. Uh, coming off that massive game, I don't know. I, I want to get your take on 
Devontae. Sometimes I don't play number one receivers against the Broncos, but I'm not not too committed to that. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I, I think it's one of those things that you play in a tournament. It's, it, the target rates are elite almost all the time, but it's just so up and down with, with O'Connell. Like he's either really good or like doesn't do anything. It's just, it's so hard to pick. I mean, last week had 17 targets, 13 for 126 and two touchdowns. I think that they would, uh, like you mentioned before with Jacobs, I think they like, like they want to play for Antonio Pierce. I think they want to win this game. I think they want him to get hired. Devontae Adams came out and said it this week in his press conference. Um, I just think, I think it's very, uh, there's, there's a, there's a low floor and a high ceiling with Adams. I think that's he's just kind of a boomer gust guy with with O'Connell. That you know, some weeks it hits, some weeks it doesn't. There's no consistency there. So um, yeah, I probably, probably lean towards other guys myself. I like Mike Evans more. I like DJ Moore more than him. I like DK Metcalf more. So I probably won't get to Adams because I like three guys below him that are cheaper. Yeah, me too. Uh, I like um, Mike Evans more. DK Metcalf's probably my favorite. I think uh, I think for Adams last week was one of the nut spots, you know, at the Colts yeah, uh, all year for play volume, for teams passing this spot. I could have a tough time seeing Denver like being able to push them. So yeah, I just, you know, I don't, don't really see that game playing out the same way, but it could um, anyways. Yeah. I have more interest in the other guys you mentioned. Yeah. Mike, uh, Mike Evans murders cover three and uh, Carolina plays a lot of cover three. So I think that could, that could win. They, they, the highest rate of cover three in the entire NFL, his lines against cover three are really huge this year. I, I like Evans a lot this week. I just like, again, a team that has to win. Um, he's been quiet the last, uh, like three, of the last four weeks. So be, you know, Godwin's been a little, a uh, little more active last couple weeks, but I really like Evans this week. And we mentioned before, I love DK too. I mean, he's, he's fourth in the NFL in, in receiving yards the last eight weeks. He's come on pretty good. He's like, Clearly the number one guy over JSN and over uh, Tyler Lockett. Um, you know, Arizona does play a lot of zone. DK's better against man, but I think that uh, it's, it, it's DK. I think it's just going to work. He had 160 yards last week. Um, I really like DK and Mike Evans this week in this range. The two of my favorite plays. Me too. Mike Evans needs two touchdowns to break the franchise record. Oh, uh, there you go. I knew you'd have another incentive for me before we left. <laughs> Uh, real quick in this range, DJ Moore, uh, you know, huge game, uh, last week in a, in a, in a pretty tough spot. That's it was a, it was a tougher matchup, but nine for 159, 13 targets. Uh, he was really quiet against Green Bay, but that was week one. I think we can, I mean, that's three, four months ago. We could toss that out. Um, again, other guy, like he's way better against man. Green Bay plays a lot of zone. You mentioned Jair Alexander's back. Um, if you play fields, I guess you kind of probably have to play DJ Moore. although you go maybe hope fields just runs and you don't have to worry about it. They don't throw a lot of touchdown passes. I just think I like Evans and Metcalf more this week. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I'm just not going to play more. Um, mentioned Jair. I think that's a tough matchup for him. He's already, you know, a little banged up. He's been banged up in consecutive games now. Yeah. Also, not that this matters too much, but his salary is up to the highest it's ever been. Um, I don't normally love clicking guys uh, when that happens, but um yeah just for all those reasons i don't know and then like if you're gonna play fields sometimes i get caught in this well you just like gotta pair him with dj Moore. what if dj Moore catches five for 50 and a touchdown you know it's gonna help fields but yeah. that's 16 points from dj Moore at 7k that's not enough so like yeah. i i don't think you need to to pair okay. with, with fields all right uh there's a lot of guys in the sevens we just mentioned there's not a lot of guys in the sixes I, there's there's two receivers in the sixes I really like this week, but I'm afraid everybody else is going to like him too. 
Um, I really like Chris Olave and Calvin Ridley this week. Olave is 6,700 off a really, really quiet week last week. He only had 26 yards. He had 100 yards or a touchdown in six straight prior to that. Like he's been, he's been really good. It's just like last week was – I love good receivers off bad weeks. Um, he had a good game against Atlanta last time. Atlanta's pretty good against wide receiver ones, but we mentioned that uh, DJ Moore smoked them last week. Um, I like Olave at 6,700, and then I like Ridley a lot at 65. You know, uh, they just only obviously only if Trevor Lawrence plays. I'm not doing this with CJ Beathard, but um, great matchup. Tennessee's just struggled against wide receiver ones all year. They cannot stop the, they can, it can stop wide receiver ones. They can't stop outside receivers. I just think this, the matchup works out really well. Jacksonville has to win. Um, he had 103 yards and two touchdowns against, against Tennessee in week 11. Uh, Ridley's been a little bit of disappointment most of the year. I think people have been frustrated with him, but uh, I think this is a week that uh, he's a full go for me. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm gonna again. I'm gonna wait for that Christian Kirk news. I, I yeah, that matters. I don't think I don't think I'd want to play Ridley if Kirk was active. But if yeah. not, yeah, and if Trevin's, Trevor Lawrence plays, yeah, I think it's a great spot for Ridley. Um, Agreed about those. I think that uh, the, the the lack of targets and Lawrence playing is what I like about Ridley. But uh, yeah, if, if Kirk plays, that 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 changes that much because it goes from. Ridley and Ingram to Ridley, Ingram, and Kirk, and that just uh, it separates it around uh, probably a little too much at the price. Right. Um, and then the, the one guy, you know, I guess I think Godwin is okay, but I prefer Evans. The guy yeah. I wanted to bring up was Hopkins. Um, he, he's he got an incentive that's probably been tossed around the most, at least that I've seen publicly this week, um, because he needs seven receptions. To, to hit one and I think and that's one of those things like you can kind of play towards right you can like call right. plays to get him like three and four yard catches you can like actually like work that one into the system too that's one where you can see them like going for so yeah. you know if if you told me that Hopkins is going to have an eight catch game here I don't know like I, I'd have some interest yeah. um I think I would want I think I would want Will Levis to play I'm not sure it just seems like Tannehill might be done at this point but um, I guess he wasn't terrible last week. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it doesn't matter. He uh, he returned to practice. Love has returned to practice yesterday is limited. So I think that he's kind of leaning that way. But I think I agree. I think I'd rather have Levis. Although, yeah, it's probably, yeah, yeah, I don't probably, know, right? it's probably, it's probably pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Levis probably gives Hopkins more of a ceiling. But uh, I'm not sure if you're if you're playing the incentive narrative. I'm not sure the ceiling really matters. I think you're hoping for just a ton of catches. Uh-huh, that's true. What about uh, what about in the five thousands down here? I usually like this range. I don't really like it as much this week. Um, I'm kind of done. I don't think I'm going to go to Garrett Wilson. I just don't want to play any part of that game. He's only fifty yards over fifty yards twice in the last seven weeks. Uh, I do like Jaden Reed, although he's banged up. Um, you know, Christian Watson might be back. This is a situation where like you need to get some news on Sunday on the Packers receivers for that. But it was huge last week. The two touchdowns. You got Jordan Addison down here. I think Brandon Cooks is interesting. They you know cheaper piece of the the big implied team total. Um, he had, he had, uh, four touchdowns last six weeks, really good matchup against Washington. I think that, uh, Cooks is probably my favorite guy in the five thousands, but I don't, I admit, I just don't love this range. Uh, do you like anybody in this range a lot? Um, you like what you're going to say McLaurin, right? Yeah, but I, I not a lot. Okay. My first answer is going to be, I don't like anyone in this range a lot. I yeah. think, uh, I think the most popular will end up being Tyler Lockett. Uh, I think All he's right. a. He's a fine play. You know, we've talked about we like Geno, we like DK, we like that game. Um, so, yeah, I think Lockett makes sense. Uh, I like Jaden Reed. You mentioned there's some news to pay attention to, but for me, if he's active, that's good enough. He's clearly their best playmaker. He was great again last week before yeah. the injury. Um, and 
you know, he's just not going to be that popular, especially with the questionable tag. So I don't mind him. And then, yeah, McLaurin, you know, you got me a little bit worried with Washington talking about not really, you know, maybe not playing some guys, making sure they lose sort of thing. Um, yeah, McLaurin, I would say more like I would say more like just check out some quotes and news rather than take them off the board. I think that I just want to make sure that I don't see anything more about that. Yeah, so yeah, um, I will do that. I think McLaurin is the one guy that I would take a chance on, though. Um, he's 54 yards away from a, from his fourth straight thousand yard season. So you figure they're going to get him those 54 yards and, yeah. you know, maybe he catches a deep one and scores a touchdown. So I, you know, I don't think it's no one's, nobody's going to play him. So it seems okay. So I'm just going to go 5,000 and below with this next range. There are a lot of names down here. We don't have to hit everyone, but, uh, I got a couple, but first of all, I'll go to you first. Like give me a couple down here, you know, maybe some of the fours, some of the threes. There's a lot of names you can think about this week. You mentioned Christian Kirk is a flat 3000. That's the obvious one if he plays, uh, but who else do you like down here? Cause there's a, there's a lot of guys and some of them are going to win some tournaments this week. Yeah. Smith and Jigba seems okay. I know you mentioned him. Um, I don't know how much more punishment I can take uh, with Rashid Shahid, Scott. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just, I can't get this guy right. And I've been playing him quite a bit recently. I don't know. Um, depending on the Saints news, I don't, you know, it's the same reason to like any of these Saints. So yeah, maybe on him. Uh, I think the Cardinals receivers are okay. Dorch or Wilson, you know, Dorch caught all seven of his targets last week he's clearly kyler's favorite slot man uh michael wilson has upside finally broke out of his little slump and caught a touchdown last week i think those guys are okay um i don't really want any part of pop douglas in that game and i i I say that just because again he always he always gets some ownership and has a good projection and it's the same this week but i guess you could argue that the weather may make it better for someone like pop douglas I don't know. So I, I, I guess he seems okay. Um, the Giants receivers, Wandale or Slayton, decent prices. Uh, who is the guy? Oh, 3,700 DJ Chark, maybe, with, yep. with Jonathan Mingo out. You know, we, we've talked up Mingo quite a bit. Now it's Chark for the same price without Mingo. We know he's a deep threat, only 3,700. So I like that. Um, I don't know. Talk about some more guys. So real quick before I went to like, last, um, do a quick last math in my head. Last twelve games, Rashid R- Rashid Shahid has three games where he has over seventy yards and a touchdown, and then has nine games where he has less than forty yards and no touchdowns. Like you, it's like the old, the most insane boomer bust. Like he either hits a long touchdown, he's a great play, or he's literally useless. Yeah, it's just it's too bad because. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to complain about it. But they finally gave him an every down roll. He's been playing like 85% of snaps. You got Michael Thomas out. You had Taysom Hill out another week. You have Kamara banged up. Olave's constantly banged up. I mean, come on. It just doesn't happen with this guy. Instead, Juwan Johnson gets 12 targets. Derek Carr's bad, by the way. Yep, he is. Uh, but down here, I, before I get to the really low guys, um, if Christian Watson plays, you're the Packers guy, can you play him at 4,700? I, I, this injury seems serious. It just, yeah. it, um, I, I feel I just, like the, I feel like if he plays, gonna, yeah, you're going to limit his snaps. Maybe like maybe he just plays in a few spots. I just, 
I worry that he plays like 22 snaps or something. I think you're right. That's what I would expect. And like, yeah, I don't, yeah, maybe he can catch a few balls. Yeah, I just don't see him having a ceiling. Is Demarcus Robinson too good now that he will sit with the starters for the Rams also? Because <laughs> oh, uh, he's been – he's got two 10-target games the last four weeks. He has over 40 yards each of the last four weeks. Uh, he has four touchdowns the last five weeks. Like, if he plays – and he was like – he had cup, I think Puka, you mentioned it, said it's Puka has to break the rookie record that he's coming out of the game. only reason he's active. Like, Demarcus could get a ton of targets if – but my worry is like maybe they like him so much now that he's considered one of the guys and he sits too. Yeah, maybe. Then maybe could you go down to thirty three hundred two two Atwell? I don't yeah. know. I mean, like, someone in the Rams is going to catch some passes. I just I'm trying to guess who yeah. it is. It's really, tough. you mentioned yeah, it's twenty nine yards for Puka. Yeah, so he's out of there after twenty nine yards. Yeah, he's uh, getting like four, five targets the first drive and he's coming out. Yep, yep. So yeah, I don't know. One of those guys from that game, I think maybe. Maybe that Dennis Al- Davis Allen would be a better bet. Yeah, that's probably probably the way I'd go to. I do like the Giants guys. You mentioned them before. Um, Wandale has 16 targets the last two weeks. I think he's more of the uh, more of the floor guy. He had nine targets last week, but Darius Slayton balling out lately. He has 63, 90, and 106 yards the last two weeks. He's hit a huge play these last two weeks. And he's one of those guys you have to have a huge play. But you know, Tyrod throws him. He throws he some deep balls down there. Um, he had eight targets in week 15, only nine total the last two weeks. So if you want the I think Slayton's the ceiling big play guy. I think Wandale's the, uh, you know, going to get uh, eight to 10 targets and, you know, have five or six, seven catches kind of flurry guy. But I think that both works at 4,000 and 4,200. You mentioned DJ Tark. Uh, I like that one a lot. 3,700. He has 14 targets the last two weeks. Uh, one of those weeks was huge. He had two touchdowns, 90 yards. The other one, he had 18. So like, I think that you're playing with Bryce Young. Like he have a lot of targets. It doesn't work or he hits a couple of like that. I think that works really well too. At 3,700 Tampa Bay is really bad against outside receivers in that game. So it's a good matchup too. Um, and then you've got, uh, you've got in LA, you've got Alec Erickson, who uh, was the main guy for Easton stick last week, seven for 90 and eight targets. I think that if you get eight targets to get 3,700 uh, lines up pretty darn well. Oh yeah. I missed him. Yeah. That does line up pretty well. Uh, Quentin Johnson is he even worth mentioning. I don't know. He got six targets last week. I think I think I've uh, I think I've met, hit my limit of mentioning Quentin Quentin Johnson on the podcast. I think I'm not yeah. allowed to anymore because it just hasn't no, worked. I just no, uh, especially if Josh Palmer's back. Um, although that might that might affect Erickson too. I don't know. Um, it would. It would. Although I feel like Eric's Erickson, they're kind of using him in the slot, just kind of like uh, yeah, Easton because you know, I just hit him quick and I just yeah. I at the I don't lo- I don't love that at 5,500, but 3,700. You give me eight targets. I think that. Uh, it's tough to not make work, man. Quentin Johnston has hasn't topped thirty yards last three weeks as like playing sixty, fifty eight, and fifty nine snaps. Yeah, playing that's, like that's ninety Im- plus percent of the snap. I mean, come on, what? That's impossible. That is a is a is a rookie receivers are always tough, but that is a pure out and out bust rookie year right there. He has one game over fifty yards. Brutal. Brutal One. for myself too. I I fell for it a little bit in best ball. Uh, sorry, he had he had a, he had a fifty two in there. So two games over fifty two, but one game over sixty yards. That is, I knew it been bad, but man, that's really bad. Um, yeah, uh, just to, yeah, just to piggyback a little bit, the Eagles' defense has been terrible. Uh, yeah, Tyrod, he's kind of been balling out. Ty, Tyrod threw that ball about sixty yards <laughs> to Slayton. Uh, I couldn't believe it. I saw unbelievable. It. I'm, like, I'm like Tyrod still has a gun. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Um, 
Anyways, yeah, I one think, of those Giants uh, should have a big game. Yeah, I think the two Giants guys and uh, Chark Erickson, thirty-seven, are probably my my the plays I'm going to go to in the games. I, I agree with you on the other ones above and the fours. Um, I think those are my those are my those are my targets right there. Yeah, me too. Uh, tight end, real quick before we jump out of here. Uh, you mentioned Trey McBride earlier. He's six thousand um, target monster. He's clearly the number one guy there. Nine, nine, eleven, eight, and seven targets the last five weeks. Uh, clearly, uh, Kyler loves throwing to him. Evan Ingram in here, 5,400. If, if, if Christian Kirk doesn't play, there's going to be no Zay Jones. He's clearly the number two guy uh, behind Ridley. Uh, you know, just a lot of targets. He has 60-plus yards in 405. He has 80-plus yards in 305. Like, not only targets, but but doing a lot with it. Uh, he's 5,400. I think those are the two guys, kind of the pricier ones you can play. Under 5,000, there's a, there's a million uh, names there. Jake Ferguson is 4,900. A lot of targets with uh, Dallas and a high to- team total. Darren Waller, we mentioned Philly can't stop anybody right now. He's 4,700, uh, you know, getting some targets there. Uh, Juwan Johnson, 3,600, uh, huge last week. Eight for 90 and a touchdown on 12 targets. He was a tight end one. He scored in three straight weeks. He uh, He's emerging pretty hard here. Yeah, he is. Uh, you, you hit all the guys I was going to mention, I think. Um, yeah, McBride and Evan Ingram up top. Yeah, Re- really good spot for Evan Ingram if, if Kirk doesn't come back. I think uh, Ferguson... Yeah, I like Ferguson for tournaments. Uh, Gerald Everett, I guess one guy that you didn't mention. I think I think Gerald Everett. Just look at his targets: eight, 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 nine. Um, uh, you know, I would like Keenan Allen and Palmer to be out, but I don't. Seems okay. I, Keenan Allen's not playing. Right. Sorry, Keenan Allen. No, I don't. I don't think. I, don't, I just don't. I don't know why they would use him. No. Anyways, uh, yeah. I, there's a bunch of twenty five hundred dollar tight ends. Do you like any of them? Uh twenty five. I think I'd go with you with Davis Allen on the Rams against Niners. Like he kind of passed the eye test a couple times. He has played um, kind of like Johnny Munt with uh, Minnesota at Detroit. He's three thousand, so not min price, but no TJ Hawkinson. He had seven targets last week, scored a touchdown. Like I just think, give me a give me a the super cheap piece of a guy that uh, targeted a lot last week. A team that needs to win indoors detroit hasn't stopped the pass the last second half of the season um i think i think mont and allen are my two do you have anybody else that uh you're considering playing in that range no those are the guys i like the best um yeah no i don't uh, and i I think they're actually both pretty good plays too like they're super cheap they can get zeros of course but um you know, I think that Minnesota likes throwing in tight ends. They either kind of just throw. He's playing a lot more than the backup. I forget the backup's name, but he's playing a lot more uh, than the other guy. So I think that Monk playing a lot. And you're right, you're right about David. Like, Davis Allen looked good. Like, he looked like he might be able to play. And this is a week to kind of showcase someone like that. Yep, I agree. Um, I don't even really want to mention these guys, but the other 2,500 guys, I see Noah Gray for 2,500. Uh, I mean, I Kelsey's Kelsey's going Kelsey's gonna to get his number and get out of there, I think. R- Right, and then you got Austin Hooper, twenty five hundred. Or sorry, no, uh, Harrison Bryant uh, with with no Njoku. He's got Jeff Driscoll throwing yeah. the ball. Uh, yeah, you look at. I was just. I would. I look real quick. Davis Allen, the one game he played without Higby, fifty five snaps. He was four for fifty and a touchdown on five targets. Like, and looks good. Yeah, and looks good. So yeah, uh, D- Allen or Munt for me. If I go up. Um, I do like a lot of these. I like, I actually like, uh, I think Juwan Johnson, you could go, 3,600 is pretty cheap. You know, the, the targets are there. Uh, Carr obviously likes him. And then Waller, Ferguson, Ingram, McBride. Like, I think all those are pretty good plays, too. Me, too. I would lean. If I had to pick one, I obviously want to pick for people. Um, I'd probably go Ingram with no Kirk, or I'd actually go Darren Waller, 4,700. I think that uh, 
Tyrod Taylor likes throwing him the ball. Yeah, I agree. Um, I like McBride and Geno Smith stacks too. I've, I've thought about even McBride and Connor. You know, like Geno Smith, DK, McBride, and Connor. Like, just give me a give me a forty-five, thirty-eight kind of game. Sure. Yeah, thirty in the thirties. Both teams yeah. in the thirties. You know. I mean, I, I joke, but what was last week with with Philly? Like forty-one, thirty-eight, or thirty-eight, thirty-five, whatever it was. It was uh, the same kind of game. Yeah, just a way to get a little different. People normally don't like to do that. I am hoping you can find me a fantasy defensive play this week. I have uh, usually I have a couple that I really like. Uh, I'm struggling this week. The, the ones I like are pretty expensive. Um, you know, there's a lot of options here with so many backup quarterbacks playing. But uh, find me a defense here. Who do you like in, in the cheap range here that we can play and, and get away with and maybe have a maybe have a ceiling game? Um, kind of like the Bengals for three K. Yeah. Um, just you know. Cleveland's resting everybody. It's 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 uh the Bengals against Jeff Driscoll. So that seems okay. And then I think they'll be popular. I think the most popular is going to be the Chargers at twenty eight hundred, um, up against Blaine Gabbert, I believe, right? Um, as someone who uh, had to watch Blaine Gabbert start for his favorite yeah. team for a while, I can promise you it's not a good thing. Yeah, so th- those are the two I would call them cash game options. Um, and I think those two will be the most popular. I, I had both the down as, as cheaper ones. The one I really like, I actually like the Raiders at 3,300. They've been playing really well up until last week. They did not play well against the Colts. But they've been really rolling, and they get uh, they get Jared Stidham. They get Jared Stidham at home. 3,300, I don't think anybody's going to play him at that price. And they, they, had, they had five, three, and four sacks the uh, the two week, the three weeks before that. Yeah, they had five sacks against the Patriots, uh, two against the Lions, two against the Chargers. They were – Playing pretty well, um, so I kind of like that one. You know, Max Crosby, they had three sacks week before that. Um, kind of like uh, kind of like that one with the Raiders. Oh, I'm sorry, they did have four, three, and five sacks. I was right the first time. They had four against KC, three against the Chargers, five against Minnesota. I was looking at the opposite side there. But um, I just like uh, I like that, in, you know, in a home game against Stidham. I think that works well. Um, Jacksonville against Tennessee might work, 3,200. They had a shutout last week against Carolina with six sacks, but they were kind of bad before that. Um, so then you go Raiders, or I just dropped down on the ones you mentioned. Probably go Cincy um, against Jeff Driscoll. I think Cincy uh, feels like they want to play hard. At least their coach says they want to play hard. Um, and then you got a lot of expensive options that I think all make sense. If you find yourself with money, like the Cowboys against Washington, I think really works really well. Sam Howell will throw the ball around. He did last week. Um, you've got uh, you know Tampa against Carolina works. Carolina's a mess right now. Uh, the Patriots, you can play the Patriots against the Jets at 3,600. I think that works pretty well, too. There's a lot of expensive ones. But uh, I think I'm going to go cheaper and go Raiders or Cincy myself. Perfect. Uh, yeah, I have Raiders in the only tournament lineup I made so far for oh, the same reasons I like as you that. said. Nice. Yeah, really like the Raiders. Don't think they're going to be that popular because of all the other stuff. Um, and I, w- I was a, I was a little discouraged by Stidham's performance uh, last week. Don't really, you know, I don't want to write him off after ju- after that. But yeah, it, may, it may, makes me like the Raiders this week. Yeah, I like rooting against the Broncos too, so that makes it even even more fun. Um, yeah, me too. The only other one in there, and I think it works well, kind of with in that range of the Raiders. I think the Saints against Atlanta going against Taylor Heineke, you know, a game they've got to win. Atlanta has to win too, but I just uh, I think Heineke might throw it around a little more more than Desmond Ritter would in terms of making mistakes. So I think that uh, the Saints uh, Saints probably works in there, but I think I prefer I prefer the Raiders, um, and then probably I just like I said, I drop down to Cincy or maybe even the Chargers, like you said. Yeah. You could uh, look at the there's this, the uber cheap ones don't really work very well um, unless you want to play the Rams against uh, against Sam Darnold at twenty six hundred, which is probably not a terrible play either. 
Yeah, that's the one that I would have said too. Rams against Sam Darnold if if you really need the money. They're just sitting guys too, so like I, you know, you don't you don't get the Aaron Donald sacks or anything, but um, I think Darnold will uh, will chuck it around a little bit too, which we like to see with a, a fancy defense. Yeah, there's some interceptions to be had there. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's kind of this week. Uh, you know, we mentioned at the start, like this is a is a very, very tough week. Although there are enough teams that are playing for something, I think you can you can build lineups knowing guys are going to play, and then maybe. Maybe intersperse a few, uh, you know, cheap backup kind of guys. You mentioned the Jordan Mason type, some of those other running backs that uh, you're going to have some big games, some of those cheap receivers. I think that uh, that's how I'm playing it is I'm going kind of the, the cheap guys with these teams I'm not sure about. And then the expensive guys, uh, my core guys, are guys I'm pretty sure are going to play at least three quarters. Yes, me too. Uh, and just uh, – um... Be prepared to maybe make a change. You know, yeah. we're going to get some news on Saturday or Sunday. Um, that'll probably be significant. So yeah, yeah just, this is a, this is a, make sure you're at your computer at nine 30 Pacific on, on Sunday morning. Cause there's going to be some inactive, I guess eight 30, there can be some inactives. Uh, you know, Kenneth Walker matters a lot. Camara matters a lot. There's a lot of guys that I think those guys will play cause they have to win, but, uh, any kind of surprise inactives, uh, will really shift stuff around. Right. Awesome. Well, we appreciate everybody uh, joining as always. We appreciate the questions in the chat there. Um, if you please rate or view the podcast, that helps out a lot too. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at Scott Jensted. Ryan is at Ryan Belongi, B-E-L-O-N-G-I-A. I promise that is how you pronounce it, even though it doesn't look that way. I promise I'm doing it right. I am doing it right, right? Yes. It only took me multiple years to get it right, but I got there. Um, again, thanks to everybody for listening. We are at week 18. Um, we actually are doing the playoffs. I don't know, Ryan, if you knew that or not yet, but we are doing the uh, we are doing the playoff week, so we will not be uh, not be done for the year. So we'll be doing all four playoff rounds. Obviously, there's a lot of people playing a lot of DFS this week, so we figured that was uh, still important to talk about. Uh, I think that you know DFS kind of takes over in the playoffs. Obviously, there's no season long. There's some playoff contests, but I think DFS is the, uh, the focus in there, so we're going to be focusing on that ourselves too. So we'll be uh, still with you for a few more weeks. Again, we appreciate everybody listening all year, and hope, uh, hope you really enjoy uh, Week 18. Hope it works out well. Yeah, thanks, Scott. Excited for the playoffs. Uh, that'll be fun. Good luck, everybody, week 18. And good luck to your Packers this week. Big game. Fingers crossed. <laughs> All right, take care, everybody. Have a good one.